Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yes! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ, and you're only getting me today. And today on the podcast, we're going to talk about thumbnails, thumbnail 101, baby. So most of y'all know that usually on Thursdays, I do thumbnail audits on Twitter. That's right. When your thumbnails are getting audited on Twitter and you submit them on Twitter to our vidIQ Twitter account, you're submitting them to me, Viper. So I'm trying to give you actionable feedback on your thumbnails. So I'm going to talk about some of the things I've been seeing time and time again, and I'm going to talk more in detail on this podcast about why I tell you not to do some of the things I tell you not to do and some of the ways that you can make your thumbnail stand out better. But before we get to that, let me get to some of these tube talk shout out because I appreciate you all tweeting at the VidIQ Twitter account using the hashtag tube talk. First on the list, we got Tim from Wells. Shout out to Tim. And Tim is asking, if I want to change the topic and type of videos I'm making, should I start a new channel from scratch? or see how many of my current followers will stick with me. I'm conflicted and unfocused with two channels of 1,000 and 2,000 subscribers and want to do something different. Tim, many, many people have come to the crossroads in their creative career before. So here's what the Viper will tell you. Before you start a new channel, what I would do is I would experiment putting some of that newer content that you want to experiment with on your current channels, one or the other, or maybe both just see how it does. And just do a little experimentation with the content that you want to go with on your current channels. Then that will allow you to see if the audience is going to jive or be on board with that type of content. So at that point, you can see what the numbers produce for you. You can find out firsthand whether or not they are on board or if you will, in fact, indeed have to start a new channel. But definitely experiment with your current channel first with that new content. And then see, maybe make like maybe five videos, so five or six videos with the new content and see what the numbers tell you after those five videos. If you're getting some type of positive response, then just keep it on the old channel or a current channel and run with it. But if you're not getting the numbers that you feel like you should get, then yes, you might want to begin to think about making a brand new channel for what you want to do moving forward. But thank you, Tim. As always, appreciate you listening to the podcast, dude. Hopefully that advice will help you and you will be on your way for your creator journey in 2023. Next up, we got Jonathan Tuazan, and he is trying short because of Tube Talk. Jonathan, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, man. Definitely go out there and play with short. We know that YouTube is heavily pushing short. Every time I open up the YouTube app these days, I'm being hit in the face with YouTube short. So I hope that you have fun experimenting with short and hopefully they work out for you. And hey, keep doing your thing, man. And let your boy Viper know how the experiment worked out for you with those YouTube shorts. So back to the matter at hand today. Thumbnails 101. So the whole purpose of a thumbnail is to stop people in their scrolling tracks when they're scrolling videos to watch on YouTube. So when we create these thumbnails, we want to get someone's attention as quickly as possible. Now you're like, Viper, how? Do I get their attention as quickly as possible? Here's the thing. When you're creating thumbnails for YouTube, right? Number one, you want them to be attention grabbing, which means they have to be big. 
They have to be bold. They have to pop. They have to stand out from the crowd. Now, if you are unsure of how to do this, the first thing I would tell you to do is do research of other creators in your niche and see what type of thumbnails they're incorporating and see what works for them. The easiest way to do this is to go to youtube.com, type in a video idea or type in some keywords that you are thinking about doing a video on and look at the thumbnails on page one and see what they have in common, see what you can work with. Take inspiration, but do not copy, okay? Don't go and steal somebody's thumbnail ideas just because you think it's going to work for you because that might not necessarily be the case and you don't want to be on people's bad side for stealing their content. But definitely go out there and take inspiration when you're doing your research so you can know what works and what doesn't work. Once you go out there and you have the idea of what's popping on page one, then you can go in the lab and create your own thumbnails and you can take inspiration from the ideas that you've seen from thumbnails that have been proven to work because they're on page one, okay? Clearly, these thumbnails are doing something if they're on page one of the search inquiry that you've inputted into YouTube. So go in the lab, make a thumbnail similar to ones that are on page one, but you don't want to copy. Also, you want your thumbnail to stand out. So a lot of the thumbnails on page one might look like they blend in with each other, but you don't want to blend in per se. You want your thumbnail to look something like those, of course, but you don't want your thumbnail to be a cookie cutter carbon copy of those thumbnails. So you still want to make it in such a way where it stands out on its own. So if somebody was scrolling through those particular page of thumbnails on page one, your thumbnail stands out immediately from the other ones that are on page one. So think about that. And we also have a tool on the vidIQ browser extension that you can use to see how your thumbnail stands out. So definitely take advantage of that keyword thumbnail tool that we have that will allow you to see what your thumbnail looks like once you put the keywords in for search. The other important thing that you need to understand about thumbnails is that simple is better, less is more. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. Simple is better, less is more. I cannot tell you all how many times I see y'all create thumbnails and you're trying to put the most amount of work into a thumbnail. I respect it, but you're not doing yourself or a potential viewer any favor when you're cramming your thumbnail with pictures and a bunch of text, and you're just making it that much more difficult for a potential viewer to identify what your video is going to be about. Remember, the thumbnail should complement the title. It shouldn't mimic the title, but it should complement the title. You want your thumbnail to be a simplified version of whatever your title is. So I just made a recent video on my tech channel about a pair of earbuds. And the thumbnail was simply just a picture of me with one of the earbuds in my ear. And then on the side, I had a blown up picture of the earbud. That was it. Just two elements of the thumbnail. The title was Pixelbud Pro, the best new workout earbuds of 2023. And the thumbnail was just a picture of me and wearing the earbud in my ear and then a blown up picture of the earbud next to me. So if they couldn't see what was in my ear, they at least could see the blown up picture of the earbud so they can know the video is about the earbud. Compliment your title. Do not mimic the title. And for the love of God, please do not include the text of your title in your thumbnail. Why are you doing that? Please stop doing that. You are wasting real estate. You don't need the same text of your title in your thumbnail. Again, simple is better. Less is more with thumbnails. Somebody should be able to look at your thumbnail and be able to understand it in two seconds or less. If the viewer has to do work to try to understand what you're trying to do in your thumbnail, you have lost the viewer already. They are moving on to the next video. You want to make this as easy and painless for a viewer as possible when we are creating these thumbnails. You want your thumbnail to be easily understandable. 
so people get an idea instantly of what the video is going to be about when they look at your thumbnail. Less text, less pictures, less of everything, okay? Less is more when we're talking about YouTube thumbnails. Which brings us to colors and things like that. Some of y'all be out here creating thumbnails with the dark, broody colors and things like that because you feel like that's the theme of the video and stuff like that. And that's okay, but I don't know if that's going to help you much on YouTube. Remember, you're going up against thousands of other thumbnails, which are going to be bright, vivacious, popping, and you need to be on that level. Your dark, broody, Batman-looking thumbnails are not going to get the job done on YouTube because if your thumbnail is hard to see, then people aren't going to spend time looking at it. They're going to scroll to the next thumbnail, which is brighter and more vibrant. So use bright colors. Also, be mindful of the colors of the text that you uh, use on your thumbnail. So here's an example, right? If your thumbnail has a red background and your text is the color red, you are doing it wrong. Because at that point, I cannot read your text because it's the same color as the background. So be mindful of the color that you choose for the text in relation to what the background or the dominant color in the thumbnail is. If you're going to use something like a red background, then the text should be yellow or white or another brighter color to offset the red background. You want to make sure that you create your text in such a way that it pops from the background so people can read it easily. Some of y'all be trying to do the camouflage text thing too, where the text is camouflage in relation to the background. No, 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 no. Don't do that because I can't read it. And if I can't read it, a viewer can't read it. And if a viewer can't read it, guess what's going to happen? Grow by. That's right. They're going to grow by your video and you're done again. This is all about making it as easy as possible for a viewer to understand and click on your thumbnail. So once again, use bright, vibrant colors. Be aware of the color of the text that you're using and make sure now, this is my rule. I don't I know everybody doesn't follow this rule, but in my world, in vibrant world, try to limit your text to three words or less. You don't want to be cluttering up your thumbnail with like a whole sentence worth of text. No, that's not the way. The thumbnail is about the art. It's about the picture that you're trying to highlight on the thumbnail. It's not about having a book page full of text on your thumbnail. So if you can, and I know this is not always possible, but if you can, Limit your text to three words or less on a thumbnail. Again, what you want to do is complement the title. You don't want to put the same title in the thumbnail. You don't want to do that. Three words or less. Maybe you might need four or five words to, to get the point across, but three words or less on your text. That is the Viper rule. And if you do that, I think you'll be okay with your thumbnail. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by the vidIQ mobile app. You can download it for free on the Android or iOS app stores. And it's here to help you do things like keep track of your competition, research your next video idea, optimize videos you've already posted, and more, all on the go. This is the perfect app to have literally in your back pocket while you're out and about and you find yourself with a few free extra minutes. Having the opportunity to sit down and optimize your latest video or research ideas for your upcoming video can be a game changer and save you a bunch of time as you work to create more YouTube content. Again, you can download the vidIQ mobile app for free on Android or iOS. Just search for vidIQ. Something else I've seen you all do a lot, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat that you're wasting space. You do not need your own channel logo or your branding and your thumbnail. Now, I know y'all what y'all going to say, but Viper, the bigger creators have their branding and their thumbnail, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? You are not a bigger creator. 
You are a smaller creator. Again, I know who rock with vidIQ. Most of y'all have less than 1,000 subscribers. So I'm talking to y'all. If you got 100,000 subscribers, you don't need to listen to this next part. But if you are a smaller creator, which most of y'all watching and listening to the podcast are, nobody knows who you are. So how would they know what your branding is? You are wasting valuable thumbnail real estate when you're wasting time putting your logo, your branding on your thumbnails. Get rid of it. Put something else in there that's going to complement your title better than what your branding would. You're wasting time. Nobody knows who you are. They don't care who you are when you're first starting out. You have not built up that level of trust yet with the viewer that they can easily identify your branding on your thumbnail. So don't put it on there. The other thing that you all need to stop putting on your thumbnails is part numbers and series numbers and episode numbers. You are wasting valuable real estate. And I've talked about this a lot on the live stream. I've tried to talk about it a lot on the Twitter thumbnail audits. But the issue with putting part numbers on your thumbnail is that when we create videos on YouTube, we want those videos to be able to stand independently of anything else that we're doing at that time. If you have a part number in your thumbnail, you could make a potential viewer feel like they have to watch other videos in order to get the gist of the video that you're trying to highlight. You do not want to make the viewer feel like that because they are not going to be willing to put in that work. Again, there are other ways to go about incorporating part numbers and episode numbers in your title and different things like that, description, whatever. Don't do it in the thumbnail. You want the videos to stand alone on their own. And you don't want to make the viewer feel like they have to watch other content before they can watch that particular video. This is why I always tell you all, do not put part numbers and episode numbers in the thumbnail. If you got to put them somewhere, put them at the end of the title or put them in the description. Do not put them in your thumbnail. Thank you very much. (laughs) So let me back up a little bit and go back to elements of grabbing somebody's attention in your thumbnail. So what you all need to understand is that a lot of y'all always talk about the algorithm and doing things for the robot and doing things to appease the YouTube algorithm or algorithms. I don't know. But what you need to be more focused on is appeasing real human beings because who you're trying to appeal to are real, living, breathing people. You're not trying to appease a robot. You're trying to get real people, your neighbors, your loved ones, your friends, your potential friends, new viewers, human, living, breathing beings to watch your content. So that is who you should be making and optimizing your content for. Optimize your content for human beings. And you do this this way. When you're creating your thumbnails and your title too, but I'm talking about thumbnails in this particular podcast, your thumbnails should have some type of emotional elements or connections in them. And I just did a podcast last year with my man, Jake Thomas, and we were talking about how to title video. But he also mentioned in that podcast about uh, using some of those same elements in your thumbnail. And you want to have one of these three things or a combination of these three things in your thumbnail if you want to have that emotional connection with a potential viewer. Your thumbnail should have an element of fear, an element of desire, or an element of curiosity. I'm going to repeat that because this is very important. If you want your thumbnail to grab someone's attention, it should have an element of fear or an element of desire or an element of curiosity. These are all emotions that we as human beings immediately connect with in one way or another. So whatever your title or whatever keyword or whatever you're trying to go for in that particular video, that title and that thumbnail should have an element of either fear, desire, 
or curiosity or a combination of the two or three, however you want to get it done. But at the very minimum, it should probably have at least two of those elements in every thumbnail that you do. If you can do this, you have immediately created a thumbnail that will catch somebody's attention. Think about it. If you have a thumbnail that has some element of fear in it, right? Let's say that the title is, you can't do something without something, something. And then your thumbnail has an element of fear and it creates that doubt about what will happen if the viewer does not have the thing that you're talking about. Then you have that element of fear. And that element of fear creates the desire for the person to click on the video because they want to make sure that they have what you say that they need to have because they don't want to be without because their brain psychologically understands that they could be missing out and they need to click on that thumbnail and that video. Again, you have to use human psychology to your advantage on YouTube. Some of the best creators in the world understand human psychology and how to use it to their advantage on YouTube. Now, I know this sounds a little manipulative, but hey, we are creators. We are trying to get people to click on our videos and you have to use some type of manipulation to get this done, okay? I'm not saying be evil and be nefarious and devious about it, but you have to be manipulative to get people to click on the video because in the end, as long as the video is providing value, then everything else, it doesn't matter. But we got to get people in the door. So you have to use human psychology to your advantage to get these people in the door. So again, I'm going to repeat that because I'm, I'm going to keep repeating because it's important. Fear curiosity, desire. Your thumbnail should have one of those elements, if not a multiple or a combination of those elements to get people's attention and make them click on your thumbnail. Which brings me to the YouTube face. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When I talk about the YouTube face, right? The big open mouth, the big shock and all, the big thing that people may have, have made fun of for years, but the click, it gets the click and it works, right? Why is the YouTube face so producing. Why does it work so much? Because again, it draws on those emotions that the viewer might have. If you're looking at somebody and you see the big shock face on the thumbnail, you're like, whoa, why is he looking like, why are they looking like that? And I kind of talked about this in a recent episode with Hayden Hillier Smith about using emotions to change people. When you can get people to change how they feel, then you have them, you hook them. So if your thumbnail has a face on it, and it's looking some type of way and you are able to draw on that viewer's emotion and you change how they feel by looking at your thumbnail, you got them. They're going to click. They have no choice but to click because their brain is going to automatically tell them, wow, why is he making that face? Or why is she making that face? I need to know why. And they're going to click. Now, interestingly enough, I attended Vint Summit 2022 and I attended the talk by Ryan Trahan and he was talking about facing some thumbnails. And he was talking about how sometimes we go too far with the YouTube face and it's too over the top. And sometimes people, uh, they run away from the YouTube face when it's too over the top. So Ryan was talking about making more subtle faces to get people's interest. And I think there's definitely something there. Yes, the YouTube face is a thing. And yes, it does produce clicks. But if you want to appeal to the more common person, maybe toning it down just a little bit and making it a little bit more subtle will also produce the desired effect of getting somebody to click. Because even a more subtle emotion will still trigger that element of curiosity in a potential viewer. Like, wow, he looks a little sad, or she looks a little disappointed, or he looks a little confused. Why? And when you identify or when you target that emotional trigger in their brain, again, you don't have to have an outrageous YouTube face, but as long as you're able to trigger that emotional response in their brain, they are going to want to click on that video to find out why you have that look on your face in that thumbnail. I'm telling you, you will be amazed 
at what happens when you can identify and target a human emotion in your titles and thumbnails and how much that will get people to click on your content. Because you have either created an element of fear, an element of curiosity, or an element of desire, or two of the three, or all three. But activating that psychological trigger in a viewer brain that they have to know what you want them to know, and they have to know it now, and they need to click on your thumbnail now, that is a powerful thing for creators to have at their disposal, and that will really take your content to the next level if you understand how to use human psychology and incorporate elements of that in your thumbnail into your content. Again, this goes deeper than the thumbnail. This also goes towards your titles as well, because it's the same thing. If you have your title worded in such a way that people get emotionally connected to it, they're going to click on it. Because sometimes our brains cannot help but respond to a certain emotional trigger, okay? But again, in this podcast, I just want to talk about the thumbnail and how you get them in the door. Because it does not matter how good the actual video content is, if you cannot get a viewer into the door. That is why it is so important. That is why we constantly harp on packaging, title, thumbnail. It is so important because that is what they see first. That is what gets them into the door. You can make the best video of all time. You can go full on Mr. Beast and spend $3 million making a video. But if nobody clicked on it, wasn't it worth it? No, because you could not get them in the door because your packaging was off. So hopefully I have said something in the podcast that is actionable for you. And I know I have because I've been implementing these things my own self and I've seen the results. But something in the podcast you should be able to connect with and use and further elevate your thumbnails. So when we do these thumbnail audits again next Thursday on Twitter, I'm looking for the things that I talked about in this podcast, okay? I'm going to know who listens to the podcast next Thursday when I look at your thumbnails on Twitter. So hopefully you all can take something from this podcast and use it to apply it to your own thumbnails to make them better because that's why we are here. That's why vidIQ is this. We want to see you all win and I want you all to go out there and crush it on YouTube in 2023. Happy New Year. We have made it into another year. It is 2023, another exciting year ahead on the podcast. I appreciate you all listening, and your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by VidIQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.